Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. We have none other than Kyla Frank, Unpacked National Student Organizing Manager, Rebel HQ contributor, all right? Top story of the day, Elon Musk, according to a new report, committed sexual assault and paid hush money to stop the woman from saying anything about it. Now, remember, Elon Musk, according to him, he is a free speech absolutist. He wants everyone to have their freedom of speech, especially on social media, but obviously not in his company and not on SpaceX, all right? A former SpaceX attendant, flight attendant, Alleged Elon Musk exposed his genitalia to her and offered to buy her a horse during a massage. Insider reported the company paid the woman $250,000 as part of a non disclosure agreement and severance package stemming from the alleged 2016 incident. The billionaire reported, reportedly asked her to do more. During an in-flight rub down, all right, let's put up the picture of the multi-billionaire, okay? Now, he's saying, you know, um, this needs more context. I'm gonna read to you the response, it's quite fascinating. The attendant worked as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis, all right? So that's your first clue. Uh, she's not an executive, this is not a severance package, she's a contract worker who received $250,000, all right? Contract worker for SpaceX's corporate jet fleet. She accused Musk of exposing his genitalia to her, rubbing her leg without consent and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage, according to interviews and documents obtained by Insider. Now, this really should not come as a surprise. I know he presents himself to be one particular way in the public, being a guy who is all about just protecting the right of others to speak up. However, he has routinely engaged in these practices of silencing the voice of those who work for him. His workers do have to sign agreements to not say anything, okay? It's called an NDA. And these are commonplace for the companies under his leadership. This individual is not a free speech absolutist, far from it. Now remember, some of the people he idolizes like Donald Trump. Well, Trump said he likes to grab women by the you know what. And that's one of his leaders. So this should not come as a surprise. All right, the incident which took place in 2016 is alleged in a declaration signed by a friend of the intendant and prepared in support of her claim, all right? She told a friend the incident occurred during a flight on a Gulf Stream. G650ER owned by Musk. A sexual misconduct claim was filed in 2018, which reportedly led to the payout, okay? Musk said the recounting of the alleged sexual impropriety lacked context in an email to Insider. He noted there was, and I quote, a lot more to this story. Before he asked for additional time to comment, they gave him additional time and guess what? He did not comment any further. So literally, 
He does respond to the allegation. He responds to the allegation by saying, mm, well, um, there needs to be more context here. He does not deny the allegation. He does not say it did not happen, nor does he provide explanation as to the payout, which was meant to look like a severance payout. But let's talk about some things not being discussed in the media. Number one, this is called solicitation of prostitution. That's a crime, number one. That's not being discussed in any of the media narratives that you will see about Elon Musk. It is almost as if the behavior is somehow non-criminal when Elon Musk does it, and it is simply a bad story. No, this is criminal solicitation for prostitution. Number two, obviously, if this happened in accordance to the words of the friend who said this happened, well, that's also a criminal violation. That's unwanted physical contact. And it happened on a plane. Well, where's the jurisdictional line now? Likely the federal government. Will anything happen to Elon Musk criminally? No. Will charges be filed against him by the appropriate authority? No. Because he's rich, he's powerful, he's privileged, he's white. So none of these things will happen, okay? There's more. He said, and I quote, if I were inclined to engage in sexual harassment, this is unlikely to be the first time in my entire 30 year career that it comes to light, he added. Musk also called insiders reporting about the the alleged incident a politically motivated hit piece. Okay, all right, let's, let's go down the rabbit hole here, uh, Elon. Uh, the reason why it has not come to light is because you're paying people a quarter of a million dollars for them to remain silent. And even in this case, it did not come to light because of the person you paid, which means your strategy works. It came to light because of somebody you did not pay, a person who was confirming the story and the claim, all right? So there you have it. Okay, it's Frank thoughts. Uh, this is why I really love going on your show because you always hit every point on the head. Like, yes, this man has a history, a history, an extensive history of shutting down whistleblowers, shutting down people who don't agree with him, shutting down people who he's abused in his life. And so I think these, he's a completely morally bankrupt man. Like, he is. Like you said before, he doesn't believe in free speech, especially when that speech is a direct threat to his power and his wealth. And so, yeah, like this man has a class action lawsuit against his company for racial um, discrimination. This man has a history and it's well documented that he silenced a whistleblower from his company. So do I believe that he did this? Yes, I do completely. And again, to what you said before, those his 30 year history, yeah, he's been paying people off. He's been paying people off. And so yeah, this man definitely did what they, they uh, the allegations um, said that he did. And he's gonna keep doing it as long as the public and other people in power allow for him to do that. And it's just completely disgusting that men with power can continue to get away with these things. Yeah, very well said. All right, imagine you're a college student, you've committed no crime. All of a sudden, the police jumps out, assaults you, takes off your top. You're a woman, takes off your top, exposes your top, no clothes on, and leaves you there. And then lies on you, charges you with felonies, disrupts your entire life. 
and it was all a lie. That's exactly what happened. Put up the young lady, Trinity Clark. A Knoxville police officer continuously lied to other cops in his effort to keep this woman in jail and to keep criminal charges applied. She's 21 years of age, student from Tennessee State was studying to become an occupational therapist. As she was driving home from a friend's house, she passed a Knoxville police officer. His name is Joseph Charles Roberts, who was standing by another car he had just pulled over. Put up his picture. Sorry piece of scum. According to him, she almost clipped him with her car. First lie, never happened. And jumped in his cruiser and began pursuing Miss Clark at a very high rate of speed without his lights on. Now let's put up a picture. This is the vehicle driven by Miss Trinity Clark, okay? By the time he pulled up behind her car, Miss Clark was already getting out of her car and entering her home. He yelled at her as he approached her, but she did not come near him because she felt unsafe. This guy's out of control, okay? She was afraid. Without explaining what he wanted, Officer Roberts grabbed Miss Clark's arm, took her to the ground. Miss Clark was wearing only a sports bra and shorts. It was 93 degrees that day. And her sports bra came off as he tussled with her. Now you think something like this happens, right? Sports bra comes off the lady and all right, you're a decent person, right? You're going to make sure she is able to cover up. He didn't do that. Clark kicked and screamed. Officer Roberts later alleged she punched him in the face, not on the video. Another lie. About a minute later, another officer arrived and Clark was handcuffed, face down and topless. Seven officers are on the scene as Clark is held down, still topless, before one of the officers finally gives her a shirt. Immediately after Clark was detained, Robert, Officer Robert began to tell lies, okay? Here's what he said, these are the lies we have on the record. False statements include, Roberts wrote Clark, turned on East Fifth Avenue at a high rate of speed, causing the tires to squawk. This is false, she turned, but the tires did not squeal, according to the available video. Lie number two, Roberts wrote, I proceeded to catch up with the vehicle. This is false. He never caught up to the vehicle until it stopped on Linden Avenue. That's when she got out to go into the house. Roberts wrote, once I got behind the vehicle, again, this is false. He was never close enough to the vehicle until it stopped on Linden. Another lie, Roberts wrote, the car accelerated. This is false, all right? Uh, this is not what happened from the vantage point of the camera. Another lie, Roberts wrote, the vehicle was actively fleeing officers. Another falsehood, Roberts never turned on his emergency equipment, which is against department policy, all right? If he would have done that, she would have known she's being pursued, he did not. Next lie, Roberts wrote, he had his emergency lights turned on when Clark got out of her vehicle, false, completely a lie. Clark was already out of her car, parked, on Linden Avenue by the time he pulled up and then he turned on his lights. 
Roberts also said family members swarmed him as he began to detain Clark. Police and prosecutors saddled um, her with six criminal charges, six criminal charges, including a felony charge for evading arrest. This is flipping somebody's whole world upside down, a college student. Let's put up a picture of the judge who saved the day. We're gonna give this judge his props. The truth was on her side, so was this judge. His name is Tony Stansberry. Judge Stansberry dismissed every damn charge, tossed out the entire case during a preliminary hearing. His response was, and I quote, I just don't see the probable cause, he said, according to the audio of the hearing reviewed by Knox News. The judge went on to say, to me, this is disturbing. I'm going to dismiss everything, everything is dismissed. He hits the gavel, tells them to get the hell out the courtroom. He knew exactly what this was. You got some woke judges on the bench, not falling for it. Let's talk about the cops who allowed this to happen because initially this was investigated and reviewed by the police. Let's put their pictures up, all of them. Mm-hmm. Three of Robert's supervisors reviewed the camera footage as part of their standard use of force review. And their only complaint was that Roberts should not have used foul language. That was it. They said that was it. Don't think he did wrong. He should not have used profanity. Who do we have here? We have Lieutenant James Burrell, Sergeant James Cox, and Captain Susan Coker. Okay. Have they been charged with anything? No. Did they violate their oath here? Yes. What about the initial officer who told all these lies? That's a violation of oath. That's falsification of document, official documents. There's a bunch here. They all deserve to be locked up, every single one of them. So not only do we highlight this for the sake of making sure you are aware of who these individuals are, because we know the systems that protect them will allow them to pass to the next jurisdiction and have rank and have authority and be able to engage in the same level of corruption, if not more. But we provide true reflection and exposure here. All right, thoughts. This is so personal to me. Um, she's three years younger than me. I have a little sister who's 21 years old, and the level of dehumanization they put Miss Clark through is absolutely disgusting. And that judge was absolutely correct. That was disturbing to watch. And it also just like, what's the point of having body cam footage if you're not going to review it in an objective way and serve justice to the victims of your own police department? That was. It, they all deserve, like you said, to be locked up, have the jail thrown over their heads. And this officer who, who who initiated this entire interaction, he has a history of lying and abusive behavior. Right. And the fact that the only problem they saw was that he used foul language and not all the other lies, all the other um, misuse of violence and um, force, like, oh my God, like th- that police department has a culture of that. The fact that he got away with it, they have a culture of lying, a culture of violence, a culture of victimizing victims. And so yeah, it's completely disgusting. I hope that 
there is more justice given to Miss Clark. I hope that they have a federal review of that entire police department because it makes no absolutely well, it makes sense. We know why they got away with it, but it if we are looking at the humanity of people, if we are saying that this system is supposed to protect people, that is definitely not protecting people. And they need a federal review of that entire police department. We have a public safety crisis in America. Mm-hmm. And we think we have a solution in policing. Policing was never the goal. The goal was public safety. That's really the goal for virtually every community. The goal is public safety. But somehow we have allowed policing to hijack the mm-hmm. goal of public safety to now, to where now everybody's talking about police, police, police. Well, the goal is public safety. And if you have a police division that's actually creating public issues and they are the ones committing public crimes and victimizing the public, then they become the criminals and you have to come up with a new public safety model. This is an update. A man gets $1.3 million after cops ambushed him. Illegally. Here's the video. Want to remind you. Probably is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because oh, he's, he's not looting and fighting. I have six other people, so they're from Minneapolis, and they're all white. It's nice to hear. For, and we've moved to tonight. It was just nice to hear. We're gonna go find some more people instead of chasing people around. Yeah. We're going to hunt. Those cowards were literally driving around doing drive-bys on pedestrians. That's what they were doing. We covered the story when it happened last year. Now there's an update to this story. Um, one man has received 1.3, 1.5, excuse me, million dollars. Um, this was Minneapolis police doing drive-by shootings on pedestrians using rubber bullets. One of the people they fired on fired back and was brutally arrested by the police. He had a right to fire back. That man has now won a settlement. Okay, his name is Jalil Stallings. He was offered and accepted a $1.5 million plus cost and attorney fees settlement from the city of Minneapolis. The Army veteran had filed a lawsuit against the municipality and its employees after his civil rights were violated. 
The federal court decision agreed that Stallings, who was lawfully allowed to carry his weapon and protect himself, operated in self-defense on that Saturday night and acquitted him of the charges against him by the officers, okay? Let me give you background on this lawsuit. The lawsuit obtained by Atlanta Black Star accused officers in the Minneapolis Police Department of lying about the May 30th, 2020 incident, including their instructions to police to deliberately conceal their appearance so that they could hunt civilians by sneaking up and shooting them with four millimeter rounds. Body cam of the event was released by Stallings lawyer, Eric Rice, showing his client was shot with plastic bullets from an unnamed source from an unmarked car. Only then did he fire his pistol. Can we pause on this for just a quick moment, okay? You know who's not defending this young brother, Mr. Stallings, National Rifle Association? They're not defending him. He had a right to bear arms. He had his right to self-defense. You know who else is not defending him here? Have you heard anybody from the Christian right? Pro-gun activists, conservatives, Republicans, who love their guns as long as a white man is holding it. Okay, that's the context they love their guns. Now, if a black man is holding a gun, operating in self-defense, they wanted to crucify this guy from day one, saying that he should have known those were the police. That was the rhetoric coming from the right at that time. He only engaged in self-defense tactics. He was exonerated, now he got money, all right? Initial reports claimed Stallings violated a mandated curfew and shot at the officer during the chaotic protest days after the George Floyd death. An investigation confirmed that officers falsified reports about the evening, including the fact a cop shot him first without identifying himself as law enforcement or presenting just cause. A swarm of cops beat him for up to 30 seconds and other badges failed to intervene when they saw their colleague using excessive force. Now. Let me give you additional background. Let's put up one of the ranking officers here, okay? These are the cops that participated in the drive-by, typical gang culture activity. One ranking officer, Lieutenant Johnny Mercer is heard on the footage profiling protesters saying they must be white because there's not looting. (laughs) He resigned last year, not arrested, he lied. He violated his oath of office. He engaged in criminal conduct, physically assaulted a civilian. He should be arrested. There are multiple jurisdictions with the authority, including the FBI. They have decided not to do anything. Let's put up the next picture, another ranking officer. This is a person, once again, who has authority, who controls the culture, who's a manager, someone that young officers look up to for guidance, for understanding of the culture of policing. This guy, Commander Bruce Falkins, was captured on camera bragging he was hunting people, an exact quote. He also resigned last year, he was not arrested. Let's put up another picture, damn shame. Madiria Arredondo, he was the Minneapolis chief of police during this incident. He retired earlier this year after defending these scumbags. Stalling is but one of three settlements the city has already made over the last two months related to the protest. Let me give you some money figures here. In April, city council sanctioned 1.8 million to be given to two women 
who alleged they were shot in the face with projectiles by officers during the protest. And in March, Soren Stevenson received 2.4 million after losing his left eye from the blunt impact of projectile from a firearm used by officers in an attempt to disperse a group of protesters. And the list goes on and on. Now, you wanna talk about defunding the police? It seems as if the anti-defund the police people, they are okay with you defunding the police. As long as when you're doing it, you're in the process of violating the rights of other people. Now, if you're violating the rights of other people, and that causes defunding of the police, they're okay with that. They're willing to pay that cost. This is taxpayer money. We are literally paying for our own oppression in these jurisdictions. This is why we need the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act. This is why we need to expand the powers of the federal government to actually arrest law enforcement for these types of crimes. That's why we need better reform and also replacement in law enforcement. All right, Ms. Frank, thoughts on this? Yeah, it's just like, how does the system keep anybody safe? You know, like the clear misuse of power, the countless lies, the violence, the dehumanization of people. Like, it's just really frustrating to me that we still have to argue for our own humanity and for this country to protect its citizens, you know? And I also want to put this in a larger context, you know? Last week, there was a terrible massacre in Buffalo. And it's like, black people have to, like, not only be aware of our surroundings, just going into a store. And like we have a system of policing that's also killing us and harming us and making us lose like our eyes, our limbs. Like this system is meant to kill people. It's not meant to reform anything. And um, to you know, some of uh, you know our conservatives, they love to talk about you know the First Amendment in the context of free speech. But what about the freedom to assembly? You know, and it's like we have a a police institution, a criminal enterprise, like preventing us from even participating in our First Amendment rights. And so it's like really weird that, like you said before, they only they only want to speak up when it's a white man that is being impacted by the law, you know? Yeah. And it's just, again, it's frustrating and it just shows that there is a clear racial bias, especially in this country still that we need to um, confront. And here's the thing, I gotta say this before we go to the, Right. Joe Biden is president. Mm. Kamala Harris is vice president. Republicans are creative. Republicans know how to keep power. They will push the envelope. They will think outside of the box. They will damn near break the law and others will absolutely break the law. Here's what I'm saying to those who are in power on the left and supposedly our allies. If you still think you're protecting the institution of the presidency or the institution of Congress or the institution of democracy, when they have told you this is a different game. Not only are you going to be left powerless, cuz I know that's all you give a damn about is your own power. You are going to create an atmosphere where people will not only usher in a dictator, they will celebrate them. If you do not deliver, this will be the fate of this country. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay.
All right, welcome back. Uh, we got a lot of show. Let me read a few of these comments before I go to the comments. Let me remind everyone. Um, 524, May 24th, that's my birthday, by the way. And I will be in studio. I will be in Cali at the TYT studio calling the election for primaries, all right? So you got me, you got Jank, you got John. We're gonna break down election results in Alabama. We will break down election results in Arkansas, Georgia, and Texas. Watch at tyt.com forward slash live, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Also, Ben Glebe on Rebel HQ, we're excited to announce the big homie is now a Rebel HQ contributor. You can find new videos from him talking about the important and impactful news stories of the day by going to facebook.com forward slash Rebel HQ. All right, here's some of the comments. Mickey C the Silverhead Dragon says, those non-lethal projectiles are by law not to be used above the chest. No neck or chest shots. How many videos did we see of cops shooting from only feet away and eyes damaged and holes in the head? That's correct. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance is a hell of a drug set. Would the context explain why he tried to persuade her with a horse? Because that's all I can imagine it would do. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still tripping on this horse. Okay. Uh, Warlock, great point. Excessive force is any force when no crime has been committed. That's right. Um, Twitch, thought T. Anna. This is what the police do. They enjoy doing these kinds of things. I don't know how you as a person can enjoy shooting another person, a whole human being. And then they were giving each other high fives. That is just such cowardly behavior, just such cowardly actions. And they are supposed to protect and serve a bunch of cowards. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Teacher of the Year award goes to this guy. Give me the phone. Give me the phone. Here's your choice. You give me the phone and you might get it back in eight minutes, or I take it to the office and you never see it again. Why? Because you're not supposed to have your phone out. You know how hard it is sometimes to be your teacher. I should be able to come to school and teach instead of coming to school and babysit. Like there's eight minutes until spring break. Why would you take my phone? Yeah, I just had to show this. We have it on good authority. It was actually a skit, but this was priceless. When I tell you both of these individuals captured the moment of Karenicity so perfectly. I mean both, student and teacher here. Now, I'm highlighting this because I need someone to discover both of them. Because when I first saw this, I thought it was 100% legit. That means this was some great damn acting. All right, Ms. Frank, thoughts on this? <laughs> yeah, no, that was really, really good acting. I'm wondering if they have like a Karen 101 course in that school because it was it was really good. They know exactly how to nail the Karen. So I mean, people shouldn't be surprised when they see a Karen. That is the formula right there. <laughs> there Let's put up the graphic of the teacher doing the growl. Let's do that, all right? <laughs> that that right there did it for me. 
I mean, I believed his character as soon as that, when he went to that next level right there. <laughs> All right, okay, got something for everybody, double dose. You wanna call the police on him for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell the African American man threatening my life. What's the status of my vehicle that you currently have in your possession? I'm not sure what you're even talking about, ma'am. 2017, Cadillac Escalade. Okay, ma'am. You're you're yelling and I can't understand you, ma'am. I'm sorry. What are you, what are you saying? 2017, Cadillac Escalade, ma'am. Why are you screaming like that, ma'am? Hello. Upon your manager on the phone. I am the manager. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, you should know then what's going on with my 2017 Cadillac Escalade. Well, we, ESV, right? we cover the whole state of Ohio, ma'am. Oh, you do? Then you should know what's going on with my vehicle. <laughs> okay. Karenicity in this caller runs deep. Uh, you cannot listen. Let's stop making it difficult for people who are actually trying to help you and do their job, navigate for you. Uh, ma'am, the word ma'am is actually uh, a form of respect, okay? We understand you're having a bad day, ma'am. Uh, but ma'am was not derogatory. Your ma'am retort was. And I got I love the fingernails um, of this particular individual who's taking the call. And look at that. All right, that's a person unbothered by Karenicity. Get like that person. She never got rattled. All right, thoughts here. I think that one of the reasons why the other uh, skit that we just played. Uh, was you know so convincing is because they really escalate to that level of ridiculousness. Right. Like it's so insane. I I could have sworn this one was a skit too. Like the fact that she was yelling, "Ma'am, ma'am!" Like, girl, calm down. I I do admire the manager, but I would have hung up so quick. I'm like, okay, ma'am, bye, dink. Like, yeah, yeah I <laughs> so would I would have said the same thing. I am the authority. Yes. All right, <laughs> we got more. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, we got a lot of show left. So Deion Sanders says uh, Nick Saban basically needs to stop all that lying. Let me give you some background to this. Deion Sanders has fired back at Alabama coach Nick Saban after he claimed Jackson State paid a top recruit $1 million to sign a national letter of intent. That is a bold proclamation. All right, Saban said at a speech on Wednesday night, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good division one player to come to school. It was in the paper, they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. That's what Sports Illustrated reported that he said. He reportedly did not name drop, but numerous reports note that Saban was referring to Travis Hunter, the number one high school prospect in the country last season who signed with Jackson State, all right? Okay, let's go ahead and do this. Saban dropped the bombshell allegation while ranting about college football coaches taking advantage of name, image, and likeness deals that players are now getting, including, he claims, 
alumni funneling collective cash that's distributed to all players per for the win. We have a rule right now that said you cannot use name, image and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper, Saban said at an event in Birmingham, Alabama on Wednesday night. But Travis Hunter got something to say. Mr. Hunter tweeted and I quote, I got a meal, question mark. But my mom still stay in a three bedroom house with five kids. Primetime responded, Coach Primetime said, you best believe. Now, anytime a person who works for a college starts a sentence off with <laughs> you best believe, that's my dude. He said, you best believe I will address that lie, Coach Saban told tomorrow. I was awakened by my son that sent me the article stating we paid Travis Hunter Jr. a million to play for Jackson. We as a people don't have to pay our people to play with our people. Now I want to remind you of what Deion Sanders is doing and I highly respect what he's doing. HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities where I serve as a proud professor of one of them. HBCUs have constantly received very little attention from those who are looking to recruit, from those who are highly talented. Dion gets into the game. Dion says, I'm going to step into this arena. I'm going to be intentional about working at an HBCU and I will recruit top talent. That top talent brings eyes to the institution, brings booster fees to the institution, enhances the institution. And Deion Sanders was, was right. He said his presence would increase uh, all of that narrative, would help that narrative. And that's true, that's what he, he's done. He has executed exactly what he said. Now, what does that do on the other side? Well, it pisses off people like Saban, right? He continued, Coach Primetime said, trust starts with self. Now he's about to get real, like, you know, like a fortune cookie at the moment. He says, <laughs> trust starts with self. It's extremely hard to trust someone when you don't trust yourself. What you're saying as if you had that same opportunity, you would do wrong. Therefore, you must build trust in you and trust God when your trust of others would register stronger than ever. All right. I don't know exactly what Dion is saying here, okay? But <laughs> I, I think now there are some places I'm not completely sure what he means 100%. But I'm 90% positive that he's saying, listen, the reason why you think that I did this is because that's what you do. And that's what you would have done given the opportunity. But we don't roll like you. So stop seeing us through the lens of your own corruption. I hope I summarized that correctly, uh, Coach Dion. All right, former player called out Saban for his recruitment practices. Now it's getting interesting, all right? So Travis Johnson said, ha, 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 Mike Rodak, y'all been paying players since the 80s. Offered me six figures in 99-2000 and gave Albert Means and his coaches six figures during that time, and now y'all swear y'all not paying anyone. Like the kids say, cap. <laughs> yeah, and they were doing this 
before any rule change would which made it completely unlawful. Is anybody going to investigate them? I highly doubt it. Um, Saban said that he reached out to Sanders, okay, uh, but that Sanders didn't respond. Sanders would say about the attempt. I haven't talked to Coach Saban, he says. Sanders said in an interview with Anscape on Thursday, I'm sure he's tried to call. We need to talk publicly, not privately. What you said was public, that doesn't require a conversation. Let's talk publicly and let everybody hear the conversation. You can't do that publicly and call privately, says Sanders. Now, damn it, that's how you do it. And I invite both of you all to the bullpen to work this out. But that's how you do it, all right? You're damn right, Dion. absolutely 100% correct. This man made a public proclamation that was against your character, against the institution's character, against the character of this young man. And all of a sudden, he wants to talk to you privately. Well, damn it, if he cared that much, if, if he cared, he could have called you privately before he made the accusation if he needed some clarity on what happened. No, Saban, you don't get to clean this up in a private conversation. Bring your ass to the public. Let's see what you have to say. Dion is ready, all right? Uh, and I'm for one, I'm for it. I'm, I'm about all of it. Okay, there's Frank thoughts on this. Yeah, so um, I'm an alum of an HBCU, the illustrious Virginia State University. And yes. so I know the importance of Mr. Hunter like going into a HBCU. And like it was phenomenal, like when we heard about the news of that. And like, you know, the um, athletic departments of all bunch of HBCUs like celebrated it. And so it was a great win it for, was. you know, just improving the publicity and also like, you know, the illustriousness of HBCUs. And yeah, Coach Saban, he's definitely corrupt, you know, he's he was definitely pointing the finger, but three were pointing back at him. And as a, also as a former athlete, I definitely have heard rumors from other students at other universities about the type of practices coaches like those like, you know, do to get entice students to come. So he's definitely a hypocrite. He's definitely big mad and like, the tweet said he was capping really hard. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that Hunter and Coach Prime, they were all sticking by and you know, standing 10 toes in the truth. And hopefully Savon gets a wake up call. Yep, so everybody, if you roll with me, you already know my mm -hmm. favorite my favorite rap lyric that applies to this. Saban, you got an alligator mouth with a hummingbird ass. Your <laughs> mouth writing checks that your ass can't cash. All right. Extremely troubling story. A medical worker accused of killing a patient 20 years ago. Let's put up a picture of the medical worker who has now been accused of murder. This is an ex-hospital worker has been charged this month with murder of a patient that died 20 years ago while under her care. Her name is Jennifer Ann Hall, 41 years of age, is accused of using a deadly dose of a muscle relaxant and morphine to kill a 75 year old. The 75 year old is Fern Franco at Hendrick Medical Center. This was back in 2002, according to the report. The Livingston County prosecutor is Adam Warren, and Adam is prosecuting this case. In the five months, she only worked there five months now, in the five months that Jennifer worked at this hospital, um, she was a respiratory therapist at Hendrick Medical Center. This is the rural Missouri hospital, experienced 18 cold blue incidents. An alarming increase in sudden cardiac arrest events for a hospital that historically averaged one per year. 
according to police investigators. So you gotta understand, they, they are aware that she's likely murdered a lot of people, okay? Now they're prosecuting her for one murder, but based on the metadata associated with this one individual, it is likely she killed a lot of people. Now, why do you think she got away with it for 20 years? Put a picture up again, that's why, okay? All right, they they never, oh, no, of course not. I mean, this is just a coincidence that there are 18 cold blue incidents um, when usually we just have one a year. There's 18 with her, she was there five months. She was there five months, she got away with it until now, okay? Nine of those patients died, the other nine recovered. One of nine that didn't survive was 75 year old Fern Franco who was being treated for simple pneumonia. This is her granddaughter, April, holding up a photo of her grandmother. She hopes that this case will finally give answers to the families of those who passed away. Once again, they are well aware that she is likely involved in multiple murders. That's called a serial killer. Let me do this again, put her face up again. Serial killer, if she killed the number of people that is indicated in this report, serial killer, all right? Got away with it. Livingston County prosecuting attorney Adam Warren, who launched an investigation 10 years ago, said Franco died of lethal doses of second choline, something like that. I apologize for mispronouncing it. A relaxant that paralyzes the respiratory muscles and a pain reliever morphine, all right? so. This person was in charge of administering this. There was a concern when Hall was an employee at the hospital, but that concern did not rise to the level of criminal concern. Hospital officials were alerted, all right? Now you gotta go to the background of this, to the concerns about Hall. So they said, okay, we got concerns here, but did everything in the world to cover it up to avoid bad publicity, said Scott Lindley, the county coroner. No criminal investigation was launched at the time, okay? A wrongful death lawsuit naming the hospital and the company that now operates it, St. Luke's Health System, was filed in 2010 on behalf of relatives and five patients who died. The Missouri Supreme Court tossed the lawsuit in 2019, ruling it was filed after the statute of limitations had run out. Hall's attorney, Matt O'Connor, is claiming that she is innocent because she did not have access to those drugs as a respiratory therapist. They also claim that she became a scapegoat for uh, for the deaths uh, at the um, at the hospital because of an arson charge she was cleared of in 2005 from a former hospital. Okay, so she has an arson charge, you know, connected to a hospital. Hall 41 pleaded not guilty on Thursday and is jailed without bond. O'Connor said he will seek bond so Hall uh, can get chemotherapy treatment for leukemia. A hearing on that request has been set for May 27th. Um, you know, if she killed these people, um, she deserves leukemia, all right? Okay, uh, thoughts on this, Ms. Frank? Um, yeah, like the entire medical system failed all those people. Like I don't want just the blame to be on her because they could have caught this a lot sooner if they would have investigated properly. And that's the problem when you have medical institutions valuing profit over people. And so even if there is any doubt that she killed these people, 
it's because the hospital didn't do their due diligence and in investigating it sooner. And I'm sure over that 20 years, there have been probably a lot more instances of medical malpractice. It might have not led to death because I'm clearly, you know, this case is being brought forth because so many people died. But I'm sure other people have been maimed, other people have been, um, you know, permanently disabled in this institution, and it's been covered up. And yep. it's, it's disgusting behavior. That's how culture and corruption go hand in hand. Mm. Because you're right, you do not commit this level of criminality. You do not have this level um, of death, corruption, etc. without a culture to protect it. There's no way for it to operate without protection. And you see clearly based on the coroner, there were people who were aware this person is likely committing murder back then. They were aware, okay, we have a white woman in her 20s murdering people in the hospital. And instead of exhausting all investigative administrative remedy, instead of making sure this actually did get a full and exhaustive review, instead they engaged in cover up in order to protect their system, in order to protect their corruption. So now this is being exposed on the prosecutor should also Look at the folks that protected this insanity. Um, we're going to continue to follow this story um, as it develops. As I said, she pleaded not guilty. The attorney is arguing uh, that she needs medical attention now. Isn't that ironic? Always a pleasure having you on the program, my dear sister. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Most definitely. So y'all can follow me on my Twitter and Instagram at MissLaw underscore K1. You can also go over to Rebel HQ and look at my playlist. I have so many great videos, especially one talking about youth activism. So go over, like the videos and subscribe to the channel. Beautiful, thank you so much, always a pleasure. Thank you.